Everybody, welcome to another episode of the Talk My Credo podcast, uh, hosted by yours truly, Dante Credo. Up in this thing, we are officially uh, after Christmas and right before the New Year. So, Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays to all of you all. Hope you had a a Merry Christmas, a peaceful time. None the like, just overall. Just hope you was able to have some peace and some sort of happiness. This has been. A year that I'm sure we will never forget. And hopefully things will turn for the better, but I don't think it will anytime soon, which is kind of weird on my part to wish you some positivity and then like suck it right back out of you. Um, Yeah, I know. Uh, I'm toxic. But but just shout out to everyone who's listening. Shout out to everyone who's watching. Thank you all for your support. Uh, And let me give a shout out to... Buffalo, New York. I don't know what I did to get y'all attention, but y'all been rocking with me heavy, heavy, man. And I appreciate it. I, um, I put up a little screenshot of some analytics I was going through, which I was told to not even worry about the numbers. Just stumble forward. Just keep working, keep, you know, creating and you know, you'll get better. Just don't even worry about it. You, you'll see the change and you'll see the response. I will just kind of I was kind of curious, and I'm a little hard-headed. I, I just told you I was toxic. Um, I'm really not. But just Buffalo, New York, uh, Canada, I don't have the actual thing in front of me right now. I'm going to see if I can pull it up just so I can shout out the city uh, that, you know, right. So uh, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Uh, analytics. I'm not going to pull it up on the screen, but or maybe I will. I'll, I'll put it up when I edit it. Um, Buffalo, New York. I don't even know how to pronounce this city, but I know it's in Canada. Champ de Tier Winona. Uh, I, I butchered that. I know I did. But shout out to y'all. Dallas, Chicago, New York City, Atlanta, Des Moines, Iowa. <laughs> What's, what did I do out there? Seattle, Miami, just... Thank y'all for, for checking us out and just rocking with us as we stumble through this thing. Your your support is definitely appreciated. Thank you for all of the emails that y'all sent. So if you want to send me your email, ask me a question, a suggestion, or something you want me to talk about, shoot me your email at talkmycredo. It's all together, no underscores or spaces or anything like that. Just talkmycredo at gmail.com. Uh, and just thank y'all. Just thank y'all. And I, I do not take this for granted. So, all right. So, let's go ahead and jump into this. Because we got a lot of things to run through. Because if you see, I'm riding solo dolo again today. But it's, it's all good. You know, it's the holidays. So, people got families. People got things to do. Uh, and they'll be around when they be around. So, it's all good. Shout out to E. Shout out to Craig. <clears throat> Hope everything is well. Well, I know everything is well. I just talked to him before I started. But, uh... <laughs> But with that said, like hours ago, it's maybe a day by the time you see this, uh, they signed off on that second stimulus check, dog, and they coming with it. They coming with it. 
Um, they initially came out with that $600 stimulus check, but Trump was like, nah, bro, this is trash. This is straight trash. Y'all need to fix that. Fix it, and I won't sign on it at all. And it, it'll have to be the next administration to deal with it because I'm not going to unless y'all fix it. And rightfully so, because I thought it was a bunch of bull. Why? Because the stimulus bill had a lot of other things that had nothing to do with the stimulus bill in it. Like it, it was over 5,500 pages of stuff and just jammed with a lot of crazy stuff that they were trying to slide in under the table or under the radar, such as Tom Tillis. He's, you know, representative of North Carolina, of course, of all places. Um, you know, signed or, you know, got pushed through this anti-streaming law where violators of this law will get 10 years in jail. Now, I'm not going to explain it thoroughly, but just the gist of it is, you know, mainly people who stream illegally for profit. So say like your online bootleggers that stream content and sell content and make money off of it. And if you caught, you can serve up to 10 years. So this is, so I don't have too much of a problem now for, you know, the little guy. No, they're not going to break down your door and arrest you and throw you in jail for 10 years. Because while you were streaming on Twitch, playing your video game, you played a song of your favorite artist, uh, you know, Dante Credo <coughs> and they bust down your door, you know, so now you ain't don't have to worry about that. It's not to that extreme, but it kind of opens the door for that. But nevertheless, how they tried to pass this bill initially before Trump was like, nah, bro. He, uh, they submitted this bill and gave people literally hours to go over a 5,500 plus page bill. Like you, like, okay, here's the bill. We're going to vote on it in six hours. It's like, how are you expecting people to go over this massive bill with all this extra stuff in it? And, and not even be fully informed of what's all entailed because they knew that it was damn near impossible to do. And that's what makes us so sketchy about government. And one thing that I see as far as the, the criticism goes, I'm seeing a lot of you know Republicans and conservatives that are criticizing how this bill was formatted, but it just makes me look at y'all as hypocrites yet again. And this isn't a Republican bash and I'm not going to get overly political, but, um, cause we actually, we're going to be all over the place today, but it's the fact that you don't want government involvement. You're sketchy. You're skeptical of government because you feel like they're corrupt, but still when it comes to the state and the experience and the plight of black people for that, you don't believe there's any type of conspiracy. You don't believe there's any type of, wrongdoing or corruption or anything or type of ploy that was directly aimed at disenfranchising black people. And even still, this is not going to be a black Panther by I promise. I mean, I may get there even if I do. So what, you know, it's the truth. Um, but all that being said, I find their criticism a little hypocritical, but I side with them now because I feel like, yeah, this is a bunch of BS. Like, what are you doing? Like, and, and why would you even think this was ethical and moral to drop a 5,500 bill on someone and be like, hey, you got a couple hours or a few hours to, to read through it and go through it, and then we're going to vote on it. Um, so, you know, I, I have no problem 
giving props where props is is due. Props to Trump. Now, the House signed it. Trump has signed off on it. The House has passed it and pushed it through. Now it's going to the Senate. So now this is where, honestly, I feel like it's going to die. And it's going to stall and be revised and all this type of stuff yet again. Because now, the Democrats, of course, hold the House. They pushed it through. So Trump was like, nah, we ain't going to do no $600. Raise it up to 2000 Cut all this fat and trim all this mess off of it. And then I'll sign off on it. Democrats was like, all right, cool. Let's do it. Like, we've been trying to do this all along. So cool. So they, you know, breezed it right on through. So now it's at the Senate. And now it's basically a dare. All right, Republicans, it's on you. So what are you going to do? Because they were the ones who were basically against it. Um, you know, they throw those things like socialism and oh, communism and you know, all that type of stupid mess out there. Um, so this is basically... It. I know you guys have seen the uh, the uh, screen here as far as the article that I just put up. Uh, I forgot where I got this from. New York Times or something like that. Um, but basically, this is it's on the Senate. And now the world is watching, or at least the country is. What will the Republicans do in the Senate? Uh, will you push it through and get this done for people? Or will you bulk against it? And now we will know exactly who opposes this. Because, you know... Let's just see what happens. I think they're going to bulk. I think they're going to shoot it down. Um, I, I am. I'm just kind of pessimistic that way. I don't think they're going to do anything with it, uh, and I think they're going to fight it, install it, and all this type of stuff. So, we'll just see what happens. Um, personally, I'm not going to see any of that most likely because I didn't get anything from the first um, stimulus thing, the $1,200. We ain't get none of that. None of that at all. Uh, my household makes too much money. Uh, so actually, no, that's a lie. We got $59 and the $59 that was used was went towards, uh, the tax, the income tax we had to pay this year. Um, because as a household, we make too much money. Um, but it's all good. It's all good. So I, I hope that when you guys get this money, do not be stupid with it. Don't go buy a gold chain. Don't go buy that that uh, that Birkin, which I know you can't because you can't still can't afford it. But don't do anything stupid. Understand, like use that money to to pay off some debt. Like get yourself out of debt because even though it seems to be quote unquote free money now, it's not really free. They're gonna find a way to get it back. Trust and believe. Trust and believe. So that's all. Good job. Good job. Forty five. Um, uh, and it's, it's very rare to see that Trump and the Democrats are on the same side of something, especially throughout the four years. So it's just interesting to see. So it's also kind of funny, kind of funny to watch, but, uh, I don't know if you guys heard on the Christmas this day bombing in Nashville, Tennessee, federal officials say the suspect behind the blast is dead. And it appears he acted alone. Investigators used DNA and other evidence to link 63-year-old Anthony Quinn Warner to the incident. They say human remains show he died when the RV exploded. Authorities are still looking for a motive, including whether Warner may have been targeting the communications infrastructure there. His RV was parked outside an AT&T transmission building and knocked out cell and Wi-Fi service. Quick-thinking police officers are being credited with saving many lives that day. So, uh, for those who do not know what's going on or what that was about, 
on Christmas Day, Christmas morning in Nashville, Tennessee, there was a bomb that went off um, and just caused a lot of destruction. Thankfully, no one was killed. I think three people were hurt. I believe that's the video said. Uh, three people were hurt, but they weren't like critically injured or anything. Uh, so there were no casualties, thankfully. But this bomb went off and people were really trying to figure out what happened, what was going on. And apparently they tracked it down to figure out that it was, it was this guy who set off this bomb. Apparently he drove the, the RV that they connected to this guy because they found him via Google Images. So for those who are worried about how the uh, social media age or this the technology age of the day is stealing your data, yeah. So, and I pulled it up and found it. So just a Google search. And you know, when you do the Google thing and you see the street, Google streets and Google maps, and you can see the actual street and the houses, you know, the vans that come through with the camera on top and they take pictures of everything. So you get that 3D panoramic view. Yeah, they use that. And they came across the dude's home and the RV just chilling right in the, right in the backyard. Like, yeah, this was dude. Um, but just even more context, the before the bomb went off, there was like this ominous warning for people to evacuate. Uh, so it so people thankfully no one was really out. It was Christmas morning, so everyone was you know where they were. Uh, but it was just weird that he would just okay, everyone clear the area, blah 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 blah. Then the bomb goes off. Did he mean to set the bomb off and blow himself up? Now they're speculating that it was a ploy to destroy the AT&T uh, comm center with the, you know, outgoing of the 5G because I'm not going to get too deep into that. But with 5G, uh, they have your conspiracy theories as far as, you know, what 5G is being used for and how it's. Uh, you know, spying on you with this, that, and the third. I don't really know too much or have looked too deep into it, but I'm just like, oh, a conspiracy theory? All right, you got it. Y'all let me know how that works out. Um, so maybe one of y'all know exactly what the 5G thing is about, but they're speculating that this guy, uh, this was his attempt to kind of destroy the thing. Um, so, but that's just speculation at this point. You know, they figured out who it was through... Human remains. That's gross. But hey, so they found him. He died. Um, is there a bigger connection or a bigger thing to this? We don't know. I find it kind of funny because normally in other news, and it's not to make things racial, but I'm going to make it racial. If just in any other instance, if this guy was black, I just wonder how deep would they look into this man's life? Because uh, we don't. I haven't found anything. I haven't, you know, found any pictures of him shooting the middle finger uh, at the camera back in 1968 or, you know, him protesting and being violent against police in 1984. So it just like, <laughs> um, I just find it interesting. And I wonder what the description and the breakdown uh, on the dossier would be of this man's character and personality profile. But either way, either way. But speaking of racist and racism issues or whatever, y'all remember, for those who are paying attention to, to TikTok, uh, which I don't have a TikTok. I'm just, uh, people are telling me I should, but I have a hard time kind of 
I don't want to say following things. I know TikTok is like the thing now and like everybody's on it. I just, I I don't know. I don't know. I, I guess my lack of business sense, I, I guess I'll just chalk it up to that as far as how it would really benefit me. I'm just not a person to really one, take a lot of pictures and then just make a lot of videos and stuff is, is there a way, maybe y'all can let me know. Is there a way where someone can just do what they're passionate about and really stay out of uh, or maintain anonymity? Like, is there a way I can like run this podcast and then make my music and, you know, do battle rap and just whatever else I want to do and still kind of be like that regular guy? Because I really do like being a normal guy. Like, I, and I hate the aspect of being famous. I just think a lot of, there's a lot of things that happens when you are at that particular social status that I really don't care to deal with just from the outside looking in. Um, and I just like walking and being places and know that nobody knows me and I'm just a regular face in the crowd. And is, is there a way that I can do that? Like, you know, I don't know. Y'all, y'all just let me know if that's possible. Cause I, I feel like I'm missing something anyway. Anyway, all that being said, um, there was a lady who was on TikTok and she flashed a, you know, a white power symbol. Um, you know, the, the okay, you know, that thing. Um, so she flashed it while on her job, um, full nurse gear setups. And she just thought that she would just, you know, take her phone and flashed it, you know, um, they found her and she was subsequently fired. And I just thought it was really, really funny. Let's check it out. Bring the lion out. Bring the, bring the lion out. Bring the lion out. Bring the, bring the lion out. So, I mean, I, I, I don't know exactly why you would do this, but again, they found her. And... So he's my president, 45, clearly a Trump supporter. Um, and yeah, so it, it's, I try my best not to associate racist and Trump. So like if you support Trump, you are automatically a racist. I, I try my best to not even make that direct correlation, but there is a pattern. There is a pattern. So they found this girl on Facebook. Uh, and you know, they, social media did what it did. They found her and she lives in Siler city, North Carolina. It's like, I don't know what's going on with North Carolina. Well, I know exactly what's going on with North Carolina. We are a blood red state. We are red as a mud, bro. Red. Um, so this was a, a statement based on, uh, the place she works was like, nah, we found out. We found the person, she's fired. We have nothing to do with that, nothing to do with her. Uh, and as y'all just saw, you know, a, as a reaction, she has now moved to Parlor. I believe that's the name of the place, Parlor. See what Parlor is, Parlor portrays itself to be Twitter without the restrictions, without the censorship. Uh, and so a lot of conservative and Republicans are running to this app because they feel like the, Things they say and the information they convey 
is being censored and they're like, this is infringing upon my freedom of speech. I should be able to say whatever I want to say and have the freedom to say it. However, I feel like you are being complete idiots. Like y'all wildin'. That's just y'all y'all wildin'. So I'm gonna let this run through one more time and I'm gonna cut this thing off. Um, for those that are listening, I, I have my little nice little images up, you know. But yeah, she she's on parlor now. So so here's the thing I find it just absolutely stupid when it comes to when it comes to parlor because everyone now, even though they criticize it a lot, they claim to be woke in their own sense. But it's only they only consider themselves to be woke to their own biased beliefs and opinions and stances that they have. Uh, the thing that that's so fascinating, and I mean that sarcastically, when it comes to dealing with people and their beliefs, is they will face or they will form the truth. And I think I've said this before, but they'll form the truth and facts was actually true, was proven to be true. They'll form that around their biased beliefs, what they believe. And I think that it should be the other way around. So just whatever I have an opinion on, whatever I think is true, I have, however I feel, let me look and see what's true. Let me see what's facts. And let me see what's proven. And then I will, I will form my beliefs and opinions based off what's proven to be true. And you don't do that today. Like, for example, dealing with the black community, we feel like street culture means you're real. Like, if you grew up in the streets and say you sold drugs or, you know, you got guns illegally, you, you shoot guns, you hang out on the block and you seen this drug deal or you committed these type of crimes or you broke in this house or you fight and you're violent and blah, 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 blah. You, you, that, that typical street culture that's been shoved down your throats through mainstream media you think that makes you a real nigga um and that's something that i always found to be absolutely stupid and i think black people we are so extremely gullible the way that we are always manipulated to self-destructive measures to where we they don't have to worry about killing us why do you think when we say black lives matter and the first thing these white people say is well what about black on black crime because y'all stupid like y'all it's from that belief and thinking that oh i'm from this street or from this hood so that makes me real nah it makes you a product of your environment but it also makes you stupid to think that someone who came through that made a different decision that saw the self-destructive elements in this part of the culture it's like no nah, i'm not doing that now nah, that's going to be another way and so they take another way and they're not they're all of a sudden not a real nigga anymore because they not going to do things to get themselves killed or put in jail like like i need the standard to be changed i i need someone with some fucking sense to be like this is stupid this is stupid uh but Again, I know I've said this before, we, we associate struggle with our culture and with our people so much so that it's become synonymous. 
you're not black if you're not struggling. If you don't have some element of struggle, some evident struggle, even if it's self-destructive struggle, then you ain't black. So anything that promotes self-improvement, anything that promotes, you know, just even getting out of the struggle is frowned upon as not being real and not being black. So if you don't talk street with heavy ebonics, because like let's every black person for the most part is bilingual. We speak us and then we speak regular English, which English is just uh, a made up language with a lot of different language just influences anyway. But that's another thing. That's that's too nerdy. I get it. But if you're educated, you're white or you talk white or you try to be white, you dress a particular way that's not like them or you trying to visit anything that's not associated with how you do things in the struggle, then you trying to be white. And I think we have to, we have to get out of that. Excuse me. We have to get out of that. Cause that's fucking stupid because it's not even so much of them oppressing us. We're repressing us. We're repressing ourselves. And as, the, as soon as we get out of this mindset of expecting them to get us out of the hole that they put us in, yeah, they put us in the hole, but they're not getting us out of this hole. Joe Biden sat with civil rights leader and was like, fuck y'all. We ain't focusing on what y'all want to focus on. We're going to do what we want to do. You think he's giving Ice Cube a call yet? Do you think Ice Cube is on their itinerary of things to do once he hits office? Nah, but Ice Cube trying to make something happen despite of who it happened through, but he's a coon. Oh, he's stupid. Oh, he should have went through the proper channel. What the fuck? The, the proper channels, what the fuck have y'all done on a large scale? Now, I'm not saying that the community work that y'all done in your prospective communities is, is, is insignificant because it is. But at the same time, why does they have to come through some pecking order? And then y'all can, well, Ice Cube don't speak for me. This person don't speak for me. Well, who speaks for you? Because you ain't speaking for you. You ain't out here. What are you doing? What are you doing? I went on a huge tangent right there. So all that being said, <laughs> circling all the way back, when it comes to, to Parler and these conservatives running to Parler, you know, for their quote unquote freedom of speech, this is the problem I have. And it's not just Republicans in this regard. It's people who use this freedom of speech bullshit. Y'all can, y'all have freedom of speech. Yes, you do. You can say whatever it is you want to say. But that does not make you free from the consequences of what you said. Like, you can't say some racist shit. I get offended and react to the racist shit that you say. And they be like, oh, no, it's freedom of speech, freedom of speech. Yeah, you are free to say it. But it does not mean that you are free from me getting offended and me possibly going upside your fucking head. Like, you're not free from the consequences of the things you say. I grew up in a home where no, you don't disrespect your parents. You don't talk any type of way to your parents. You respect your parents. And if I said anything derogatory or disrespectful to my parents, yeah, they'll go upside my head. I can't go freedom of speech. I can say wherever I want to. This is a free country. Yeah, you can. But it does not mean you're free from consequence. Like, do, do I think that it goes as far as uh, this cancel culture that they think where, again, that's been co-opted. So basically, if you say anything that doesn't align with a specific set of rules, like that's that's oppressive in of itself, y'all. 
But anyway, then you should lose your entire livelihood. Nah, I don't think you should lose your entire livelihood, but I think you should be, you know, called out, spotted out. And then the consequences of that just be what the consequences are. Like, I, I'm not calling for your livelihood. Like, your children should not suffer because of your race. Like, your race is bullshit. Like, I would hope and pray that what that the consequences comes as a learning point. But, you know, the, the livelihood and even the extent that cancer culture goes, like, I, I find it to be stupid. But in particular instances, like, if you're saying something that could incite or promotes violence against another group of people, then yeah, I think you should be held accountable to that. Uh, if it directly discriminates and is derogatory toward a group of people, I think you should be held accountable to that. Again, does it call for, you know, automatically finally losing your livelihood though? I don't know. I think that is contingent upon exactly what happens in that situation. I, I think that should be gauged situation to situation. Like there, there's a particular uh, instance now uh, that I read recently and I don't have it in my little fancy slides and scenes and stuff. So I'll put this up later in editing. Um, there was a young girl, uh, when in high school, she was 15 years old at the time. This when Snapchat was the thing. Like now that TikTok is Snapchat was the thing. And that was just a few years ago. Damn. But, uh, on Snapchat, she was 15 at the time. She, I guess she got her license or something. So she shared a snap uh, where she said the N-word. Something to the effect of, you know, I'm driving now, niggas. You know, something like that. Uh, and it circulated throughout the school. It has been circulating for quite a while. Uh, there was a guy that saw it, a mixed guy. I think his mother was black, daddy is white. Uh, not like that really mattered. But who saw it and was offended. So he took it to some teachers to show it to them, to express, you know, how he was offended and that, you know, shouldn't be right and it shouldn't be said. But they didn't do anything about it. So he was like, well, if y'all not going to do anything about it, I'm going to do something about it. So he basically held on to this video. And fast forward up until recently, this girl that said the N-word when she was 15, I guess she's 18 now, she graduated. She was like captain of her varsity cheerleading team or something like that. Uh, she just got into the dream college that she wanted to, to get into. Um, and in spite of all of the things that's going on in the world, I think she recently also uh, posted a Black Lives Matter uh, image in support of Black Lives Matter. And so it came up where he decided that now was the time to strike and to teach her a lesson where he was like, well, how can you sit here and and... Uh, support Black Lives Matter when you use the N-word. And so it was like, what are you talking about? So then he re-releases this video that he's been holding on to for, I guess, years. Um, and the backlash through this video of her saying the N-word when she was 15, now 18, you know, so she was kicked off the team. She had to uh, rescind or, well, I'm, I'm not exactly sure how that happened, but she's not going to the college that she thought she was going to. And basically her life has come crashing down. And the dude was like, he doesn't feel sorry for it. He doesn't feel any type of remorse. And he quote unquote, wanted to teach her a lesson. What do you think about that? Like, was that right? Was that called for like, okay, yeah, that this was years ago years ago who's to say 
that she has not changed. Perspectives, you know, when Outlook, you know, became aware with social issues and what's going on to where she realized and came to an understanding that maybe that's wrong for me to say, regardless of the context. Yes, it is wrong and not the thing for you to say. People of Caucasian persuasions, regardless of what you're willing to see, what do you say? Because we can. Because we can. That's why. That's why. And that's all you need to know. Everything isn't for you. It's okay. Like, I know you white people, and this is going to sound racist in of itself, but, but it's, it's not even racist. Like, we got to chill with that word and how y'all just throw it out there for everything. I know y'all have a problem with boundaries to where you think everything belongs to you, but that's the only explanation you need. Sorry, no, it's not for you to say. It's ours now. We've taken that word. We have our own meanings with it. Thank you. Because it reminds me of the white boy in the grocery store who got slapped in the face with the with the iced tea can uh, because he was saying nigga and was daring the dude who was black to do something about it. And he did. He slapped the hell out of that dude with that tea can. <laughs> uh, but going back, I'm not sure if I agree with it. Because even still, like even now, I, I, I just think that's, I just think that's too much. I, I don't think it should have been done that way. Because um, I don't know. Because who's to say what her mindset was today? Now, I guess if there's more context to this young lady to where, you know, her showing social media support for Black Lives Matter and the message, if that was just for show, uh, just to kind of fit in and follow a crowd, or if she actually believes and understands, you know, those type of social issues, um, or if she was still like, I don't even believe the video where she was like, I'm driving niggas. I don't even mean that was like meaning to be in a racist thing. I, I, I believe that she was trying to say it in, you know, the, the GA, you know, sense of it, which even still, nah, that's a no, no, shouldn't do that. But she was 15. Right. Like, I'm not expecting a 15 year old to just really understand the world, um, especially to considering, you know, where you grew up. I forgot where this was taking place, but I, I, I don't know. I'm kind of torn to like, yeah, I do feel like you should be reminded or, you know, I guess taught a lesson to like, nah, that's not what you should do. But this was three years ago. And unless there was like evidence that how you were three years ago is how you are now, then maybe, but it seems like there's some growth because that's just, that's just what you do, especially when you're growing, you grow, you mature, you realize, okay, things I did when I was younger was stupid, right? Like take, for example, the Kevin Hart situation when they tried to cancel him for um, making a gay joke on Twitter or a homophobic joke on Twitter 10 years ago where they dug up a 10 year old tweet. It was like, Oh my God, you said this 10 years ago. You should be punished for it today. I, I didn't agree with that. I don't necessarily, well, I guess I don't necessarily agree with this instance either. I don't, I don't agree with it. Like, you know, un unless, you know, Kevin Hart was still making, you know, like derogatory, 
homophobic jokes, which still, I think comedians, like, anyway, I, I don't think that was right how they tried to cancel him uh, for a 10-year-old thing. And I don't think it was right biding your time, waiting three years or so to strike at the right moment where it would hurt the most. I mean, I don't know. I, I, I don't know if that's, I don't know if that's the way to win people. Because I think now the wrong people will gather around her. Now, I'm not saying that, you know, we have to, we, we have to, you know, we have to make sure that we consider their feelings and we, we got to make sure that they're okay and happy with us. And, you know, now I'm, I'm not simping. I'm not Steven from Django as far as that. But I do feel like we need to be better in how we deal with this. And I'm not putting the weight of black issues on this uh, high school guy's shoulders and what he did. But I just feel like the war that we fight, we have to be smarter in how we fight it. As far as we can't just get so emotional every instance of racism that we find because we should be under the understanding that this country was built upon white supremacist views. Like everything that has happened to and for black people, there was always an ulterior motive. Abraham Lincoln freed the slaves. Yes, he did, but it was not because he cared or had a super huge heart for black people. Like the civil rights movement and the civil rights things was passed. Yes, but they did not want to do it or consider us equal still. Like, that was 1863, and then the civil rights was like 1960. So that, that, that was like 100 years later, and they still did not want to like see us as equal to the point where redlining, the war on drugs, the, the, you know, the war on crime, just all these different things to where, okay, I, we have to acknowledge your freedom, but there have to be other ways that we can get rid of you or quarantine you to control you. We have to fight it a smarter way. That's all. It's have to be a, a smarter way to fight the racist, white supremacist legacy that we fight. I mean, it's not so much as prevalent today, but there has been a more uprising ever since 44 took office. But all right, all right. I've talked about all this stuff before, so I ain't even going to do that. But speaking of this racist here, um, I'm going to stick right on it a little bit longer. And we're going to talk about the Karen up in Soho who assaulted the black boy because she swore up and down he stole her phone. Uh, I know you guys have seen it, but let's take a look. You don't have to explain nothing to her. Are you kidding me? You feel like there's only one one iPhone made in the world? No, okay, then show me the show No, me all my you get, get a life over yeah, there. No, What's on your background? You better go use find find my iPhone. Go yeah, do that. Find my iPhone is off. Okay, no, right no, no, you can't. No. I'm the manager of the hotel. I don't care. This is my son. Hey, Did you see me just come downstairs out of the man. fucking elevator? Yeah, I'm trying to help, man. No, but you're not helping. I what am. you mean is disrespectful. No, I'm trying to settle the no. situation. We, I'm, I'm my son to has nothing to do with her. No. I'm trying to figure yeah, out what's going on in the world. Show me the proof. No, he's not leaving. Show me the proof. Hey, are you Show me the proof. Me? You better get on. I need oh. you away. Let's go, kid. I need you away. I'm sorry. Get on. We have you, what you you see you see two black people. No, I'm not letting him walk away with my phone. Wait, 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 wait. Gotta get on somewhere. No, 
you know what? Again, I'm, I'm sure a lot of you have, have seen it, but for those who haven't, a bit of context. So the, the guy, um, at this point, honestly, the name isn't that much important, but and that's not to be disrespectful to the man, but he's a black man. <laughs> that's that's already like, uh, but he's a, a pretty accomplished jazz musician, just Grammy nominated, I believe, and worked with the biggest names in music. Uh, he and his son, 14-year-old son, was coming down the elevator to get breakfast, and this woman uh, accused the son of stealing her phone and, and having her phone. Um, so she's she goes up to the management and to the workers to make them seize his phone uh, and to, to prove that, you know, that this phone that he has is actually hers. And so... Even though the father is standing right there, this guy who identifies himself as the manager ignores him, walks to the son, and demands that he looks at his phone. And, and of course, the father was like, nah, you ain't about to do a damn thing here. And he's like, well, I am the manager. I don't care who you are. And he's like, well, I'm trying to handle the situation. I'm like, well, you're handling this situation very poorly because I... I I don't even know what would have happened. Well, I know exactly what would have happened. I would have been arrested. I would have been arrested that day because I do not touch or hit women. Like I don't hit women, but I swear to God, the moment, okay, I'm, I'm going to continue to uh, tell, tell the context of why I feel the way I'm feeling. So she continues on. She eventually, as you hear, she's like, they're not leaving. Like, who are you? Come to find out. She's not even a guest at the hotel. She's not a guest at all. And so she's like making the people with clearly the manager side sided with the woman. Clearly. I wonder why. Uh, and that entitled attitude that you have some sort of control over something in thinking that you're going to hold someone in a spot. This is very similar to Amar Arbery, to those, those white dudes who you know, thought that, oh, you should just stop and comply. And those who are defending them, well, he should have complied. And they're saying the same thing here. Well, he should have complied and just showed him the phone. What's so hard about that? No, no, no. No, I don't have to do a thing because it's the issue of you're trying to portray me as guilty already. And then I have to prove my innocence. Nah, I need you to prove why this is or you believe this is your phone you ain't you ain't gonna hold me you ain't gonna make me do anything that i don't want to do first and foremost and the manager trying to that just gonna walk past me and go to my son and think you're gonna just stop and tell my son like you would have got decked then you would have got the paws put on you <laughs> i would say you was gonna get the beats but i know now that's like a sexual term so i can't say you would have got the beats. you you would have got punched in the face how about that? Like, you ain't going to just, I'm standing right here and you're going to straight up go and interrogate my son when I know, he knows that we literally just came off the elevator. So as he attempts to leave, she goes and tackles him. Now, now you ain't see this part in the video, but throughout multiple accounts, they say he, she attacks the father and then tackles the son and tries to go through his pockets like, at that particular point, yeah, I would I would have been arrested because I pushed you away from me once. And that was the last little part you seen her on the ground. 
Um, but later, there was more to that video that I didn't include here. That she gets back up, charges them again, tackles the son trying to get this phone. And then at that moment, the moment that you put your hands on my son, then yeah, I would have beat the ever-loving dog shit out of you. And I am not apologetic about it at all. You you would have got some sense beating you today, that day, that day in time. And I would have went to jail. I would have. Because that's what you're not going to do. So minutes later, literally minutes later, an Uber driver brings her phone to her because come to find out she left her phone in the Uber that she just uh, rode in. And the Uber driver brought the phone back. Once she got her phone back, she did not apologize. She didn't acknowledge or try to do anything to make the situation better. She just got her phone and left. Because she felt like she was well within her right to treat another person that way. Now, was it racial? Was it? Was it just entitled behavior? To where... I don't know. I liken this to Emmett Till. Just a false accusation. And if it was under the, the, the right authorities or different circumstances, yeah, this, this would have been a very different situation. Especially, say, say she brought the cops there and the cops were there. And she pleased with the cops you know, that, oh, this person stole my phone. He has it and blah, 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 blah. I, I, I just don't know Well, I have a good idea of what, what would have happened. But either way, the moment you put your hands on my son, because there's so many ways, especially that manager, I'm trying to handle the situation. I'm sure you are. I'm sure you are. You know what have been a, a very, very simple solution? Sir, if I can have you and your son stay right here at the desk. Ma'am, stay right here. Ma'am, what is your phone number? Sir, if you can just, I apologize for the inconvenience, but let's just go ahead and get this out the way. Can you somehow, you know, at least pull out your phone? I'm not, I'm not asking to take it. Just pull your phone out and just hold it up somewhere. We're going to call it. Is, is, is your phone on, on volume? Could you do that for me? Just And you just stand right over here. Just take a second. Ma'am, what is your phone number? Call it. Call the phone. Oh, nothing's happening to this phone. Hmm. Well, guess it's not your phone. That's what I would have done if I was the manager. Is this your phone? Okay, what's your phone number? Like, understanding if these two men, this man and his son, are guests of my hotel. This woman is not a guest, not even a guest at the hotel. I'm trying to handle the situation. But anyway, I don't... They haven't found out who she is. Y'all found out who the... The nurse chick was with the white supremacy supremacy sign. Y'all need to go ahead and find out who this girl is too because she needs to be held accountable for that. She needs to be held accountable for that bullshit. All right. 
Larsa Pippen is back. And um, she she has some, some explanations that she wants to give. Um, she fired off a series of tweets. Y'all know my little rant against her. Was it episode, what, six? Um, about her and Malik Beasley and, you know, their relationship. Um, so, of course, the argument now is like, well, what's wrong with older women dating younger guys? There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Uh, and for those who ask me that question, that's not necessarily my beef. It's not so much that you're a young, that you're an older woman dating a younger guy. Like, I, I don't care about that. I don't care about it at all. Like, even during my dating days, I've dated a couple women who were considerably older than me. Um, and it was pretty fun. But, so like, I, I don't even have any issues with that. That's not the issue. However, the motive is the issue. Because things just don't make sense and it doesn't add up. Because for you being known for what you're known for, like, I'll say it like this when it comes to the characterization of Larsa Pippen. If Kim Kardashian and the Kardashian sisters have to basically distance themselves from you and refer to you as toxic, that says a lot to me. If they consider you toxic and they distance themselves from you, that just makes me, hmm, considering all the things that you've been linked to, considering the things that you are honestly known for, the, the things that you are known for, like we can literally directly point to it and be like, yeah, that, that right there, that's what we're talking about. That's my beat. The motive here. Like, is it love? I, I mean, it's not any of my business, but just look, nah, I, uh, I don't know, but she has some tweets and this is what her tweets was like. So basically she's like, listen, y'all don't paint me out to be something that I'm not. And uh, just for the record, Malik and I, we, we, when we got together, he was already separated with his ex, but yet the ex-wife was like, nah, bitch. So now, the conversation is, hmm. I'm, I'm trying to find a way to kind of go ahead and wrap this part up because I don't want to talk about this chick anymore. <laughs> I really don't. But I, I find it, I, I, I find it weird. Uh, of course, on my last time that I was here writing solo, you know, I did kind of make uh, the correlation of Malik Beasley and, and loss of Pippen situation similar to a situation that I went through um, as a married man um, and why it kind of just pisses me off because now that's probably one of the lowest points of my life going through that and putting, you know, other people through that. Um, and that's not to say I am innocent. I, I am not, I won't put myself or try to portray a victim. And again, I, I promise this, this is a story I'm going to tell. I'm going to tell this story. Um, 
but I'm not playing a victim with it. Uh, I don't feel like a victim. Uh, I feel like, honestly, it was deserved as far as the, the experience. But it was also a very enlightening experience, just the things that I was able to learn. And I'll just say it like this. If you're in a relationship, and let's just put aside that this was a an adulterous one for me. Um, if you're in a relationship, if you find yourself having to Google someone's behavior, if you literally have to research someone's behavior, that's a, a major, major, major red flag. Um, you should never, in any circumstance, have to research why a person is treating you a particular way. But I learned so much, and I'll just stop right there. So, Larsa Pippen claims that her and Malik, um, when they got together, he was already separated. Uh, Montana Yao, the ex-wife who recently filed for divorce, was like, no, that's not true. Um, and just looking at it, because what we know is they were spotted together. Larsa and Malik were, were spotted in Miami, cuddled up, and immediately after, Montana filed for divorce. Now, I, I understand that you don't have to file for divorce on to be separated. Actually, you can be separated in most cases, at least here in North Carolina. I don't know uh, how other states work. Uh, but in North Carolina, you have to be separated for at least a year, at the minimum of a year before you can officially file for divorce or move on with the divorce process. That means living separately in two separate places. I'm not sure. I don't know where they live. Um, and I'm not sure if that's actually how they do it in that state they live, but I don't know. Montana Yao was like, we got the receipts. Receipts don't lie. Um, I just, it's just messy. A messy woman, a stupid boy, um, and just something that can be completely avoided. And I feel for that child, honestly. So she needs to be held accountable for her actions. That's all. So, not to make this a woman bashing thing, let's um, shift a little bit because I, I know y'all think that I, I have a lot of criticisms towards women, um, which I don't feel that way at all. Uh, I try my best not to generalize and to act like the things uh, a woman, a specific woman does is representative of all women or the things that I do notice as far as a trend when it comes among groups of women that it still somehow becomes representative of all women. I try my best not to do that and men as well. Uh, but to offer criticism objectively and fairly, right? So, uh, which is why I also throw my, my, my dirt and my shortcomings and, and my personal stuff in there. I haven't gone, I haven't deep dove into my stuff yet, but just kind of give things like, yeah, I, I was, an ain't shit nigga at one point in my life. So, you know, that kind of gives a, a humble thing. So it's not like I'm sitting on top of a pedestal offering like this fake morality complex thing. But all right, y'all listen to this young girl here and let me know. Just 
what you think. Again, shoot me that email, drop a comment. Just let me know what you think this this woman feels or or uh, feel about this young woman right here. Check it out. Ladies, if y'all want some consistent penis, don't get in a relationship. Go be a fucking hoe. Let me tell you how when I was when I was a hoe, I never I never had to go days without dick ever. I always had something on standby. Now I'm in a relationship. I can't even. I can't even get a good, a good, a good pumping. I, I don't even be trying to do it every day. Maybe every two days. Maybe every three days. If that. Sometimes I go four days. I should never have to go more than two days without dick if I'm in a relationship and we're living in the same house. That shit is so stupid. And yes, I'm very much crying. You know what I mean? Because I'm pissed. I don't want to be in a relationship no more. I want to go home. I miss the old days where I could just call somebody up and they just pull up and just do whatever I wanted them to. Now I got to go in here with this fat fucker and watch him cry about catching a cramp because of the position I want to do. The fuck? See, this is the part where I honestly wish I had a female here with me to where we can we can talk. Which is like, I'm going to go ahead and throw this out in the universe. That uh, that's actually what I'm looking for, honestly. I, I need a female uh, to run this part with. It, not even this part, just this podcast in general. I think it provides a very good dynamic. Um and for those who are listening, who always give me their takes and opinions and stuff, because we I have these talks with quite a few people, um, and you know some some that I consider really really close friends of mine. Uh, and I say that for a later segment that I'm going to get into, but and, and they're females, but y'all just leave me hanging when I do these podcasts, man, because y'all we have some very very good conversations, but. Y'all be like, nah, I don't want to do that. Ah. So now I got to like remember and like take mental notes when we're talking. I'm kind of exposing myself. But like take mental notes and try to like convey those points whenever I do the podcast. Because y'all won't do them yourself. Ah. Y'all just, y'all don't love me. All right. But anyway. (laughs) What do you think? Like men, you should not ever, ever. Get your your girlfriend, wife, spot, whatever, your significant other. You should never get your woman to the point to where they are crying in the car because you're not giving up no dick. What is wrong with these dudes, man? <laughs> there should never be a time in a relationship where you are committing yourself to that woman, especially if you're living in the same house under the same roof. And you are not giving up dick. Ah. There should never be a time. (laughs) Uh, And I'm saying this to myself. And again, I'm going to tell that story later. Um, I was wrong. And I believe that there, but men, men, the hell, especially if a woman is wanting you. Okay. So let's, let's just, let's just go ahead and get into it. Cause the next couple of segments are going to be about this particular topic. Um, 
understand the general desires of a man versus the general desires of a woman. Now, this is just in general. And I understand that they are variables. There's different positions on the spectrum and even exceptions to the rule. I know that. So this, if it doesn't quote unquote apply to you, don't act like I'm trying to make it apply to you. But the general consensus of what a man wants is sex. What a woman want is money, security, stability, but money. As far as their value of what they look for in a man is the ability to provide stability. Which you can have a lot of stability if you have a lot of money. So how you're able to support and care for me and to make my life comfortable is how I value you as a man. A woman to, to a guy, how well you look and how well you fuck determines my value in a woman. So this is the game that's being played. Money and sex. Money and sex. And if you're in a relationship, yeah, it's no longer just strictly about it, but those still are factors that play a pretty big role in a relationship. Uh, and the lack of any of those things will cause the, the partner to be more susceptible to cheating. So if you ain't got no money, if you broke and you can't really provide this thing for me and the next man is, is giving me whatever, I'm speaking from a woman's perspective. Yeah, you, yeah, she, she look into that. And I'll prove it in the very next segment. If you, if you are my woman and I can't get sex from you and use all this type of thing, but then there's this other lady that's showing type of interest and is trying to fuck, guess what's going to happen? That's the dynamic. But in this particular case, if you have a woman that is Clearly, her sex drive is very high, which is what guys want. Generally, like, you want a girl that wants to fuck, and she's like every couple of days. So she's like, she's trying to fuck at least twice, at least twice a week. Is that too hard to do? I don't think so. I mean, you mean like... Your dick doesn't get okay. All right, I ain't gonna speak on another man's dick. Pause. Pause that. I, I I just I just don't know. I think if it gets to the point where your girl is crying in a car, ranting to a phone, especially social media, because you ain't giving her no dick. Why are you even in a relationship? Like. If that what she's crying for, not not because you broke, not because you know you ain't providing for her. Well, no, well you're not providing for her. But that even breaks the general dynamic of what women look for versus what men look for. You have a woman that's trying to fuck, that is trying to give you pussy, and you ain't even. But it also speaks to also the health, the health. So she called him fat. Um. And we know just health and excess weight 
that does play a big part when it comes to your sexual drive, especially as a man. Because, and this not to get in super nerd mode. Maybe I could. Nerd mode activated? Nah, we ain't going to activate nerd mode just yet. Uh, I'm thinking. Anyway. Your heart basically pumps blood to the rest of your body. The bigger you are, the harder your hearts have to work to keep blood circulating. And that's that's a problem. So essentially, you're going to end up having heart issues because you're overworking your heart due to being overweight. No, it's not fat shaming. It's not any of that stupid shit that y'all talking about. But no, there is a big problem to that. Also contributes, well, of course, that contributes to the foods we eat. That's why a lot of people, especially in the black community, a large percentage of why we die is heart problems. Um, but when it comes to men, your weight and your hygiene, as far as your teeth, they play a role in negatively affecting your sex drive. And honestly, can I... Can we be adults for a second and just kind of skip over the pause shit? Because it's going to be a little pausey um, for you cool street niggas out there. Your dick ain't going to work the way it needs to work or how you remember it working. Why do you think the stimul the the stigma, so to speak, is that skinny niggas got the best dick? Because how do you think you're able to get a hard dick? Blood's flowing through that motherfucker. But if you fat as shit... And like the blood that's used to pump through just your stomach alone. That takes away from blood from the blood for going. All right, anyway, all right, okay. All I'm saying, you should never get in a position where your girl is crying in the car because you ain't giving her no dick. All right. So then we can get back on the whole Paul shit, but y'all, y'all funny. So speaking of that dynamic, this is the other side of that. I from a man's perspective, tell me if this is just way out of pocket. And this is why we talking prenuptials and shit. On the first date, I had to get my daughter something to eat before he took me out. So I was like, can you run me by the McDonald's real quick? Because I'm running behind. Woo woo. We get to McDonald's. All she got was her classic, a milkshake, four piece nugget and a small fry. When the when the lady at the window asks for the bread, he's like, "Where's that?" Yeah, nigga, you said run me through McDonald's real quick so we can. Yeah, nigga, you gonna pay for it? McDonald's. I'm sorry. Okay, okay. I think that's the already. That was the first problem. Ain't no problem. At that moment, that's your problem. Look, and it was at that moment. Now I had the bread. You paid for the. And I even asked him, did he want anything? But look, it was at that moment that I knew you were never getting this pussy. Because he ain't paid for your daughter food. Fuck you on the first date. Okay, so honestly, honestly, I ain't gonna lie to you. My boss one year knew I was having a sleepover for my daughter. He was like, oh, that's what you know. I'll order her pizza. That's why most of relationships, they cheat but on like, you. No, that's why most not. relationships, they cheat on you with somebody at work. Because of shit like that. No, no, I'm going to pay for the daughter. Yeah, I'm going to pay for all that. And I'm pretty sure he wants some young pussy. What do you mean? Well, you were paying for it. You wouldn't have to be looking to him. I was single at the time. But I'm going to tell you what No, I'm just saying. I get what you say. I will fuck your boss up. So this is the other side of that. Women base 
a man's value or worth on how how long the money is. How are you able to take care of me without any effort on my part? Just how are you able to take care of me? Now, the role of a man is to provide and to protect. Yes. But out the gate, nah. Woman, I don't know you. If this is the very first date, you're saying that it's a problem because you asked me to take you to McDonald's to feed your daughter. And you expected me to pay. Now she come back and say, uh-uh, I even asked him if he wanted anything. Well, wait a minute. If you wanted me to pay for your daughter and you asking me if I wanted anything, even if I did and ordered something, you still expected me to pay for my food along with your daughter's food. This is the type of woman who would be single forever. Because her logic is outrageous. There's a reason why she's a single mother. Because her logic is absolutely stupid. She is a stupid woman. Let's just let's just call it for what it is. Because she said, because on the very first date, our very first time of spending some time together to get in, to know one another, because you did not buy my child food. I ain't fucking you. I will never fuck you. You will never get this pussy. And then my reply to that would be, get out of my car. I'm, I'm hypothetically throwing a rock to the north, to the, to the west, to the east. Thinking one down south. I'm pretty sure in every duration I just hypothetically threw a rock. There are women there. Women who has vaginas. I think I'll be okay. <laughs> what? <laughs> but then they came with like, well, this was the first problem. Yes, it is. That was the first problem. As a man, that would have been the first red flag. And for me, the only red flag I needed to see because that showed me exactly what I needed to see for what type of person you are and what expectations you have of me. Because women think that all they have to do is just be there. Just be in the relationship. Like, okay, I'm here. So take care of me. So your reward is I'll give you some pussy. That's your reward. But that's it. I'm here. No effort, no accountability, nothing. Just now I thought it was particularly funny in this instance because when the woman, I'm assuming the the darker skinned uh man and woman, they were um, either in a relationship, married, or whatever the case may be. I think this is from the Gemini Scorpio podcast, I believe. Um, so check them out. Shout out to them for this particular take. And yeah, this take is really going viral. Um, but this is a problem. This is something that a lot of women think. Now, again, I'm not saying this is all women, but a lot of women think this way. 
Uh, and I think rightfully so to a degree, but, but again, there's different positions on the spectrum. If I am committed to you, if we've gotten to know one another to, to a point where we feel like we are compatible, uh, and, and we are able and ready to take that next step to where we are fully committed, then yeah, I will step into that role of providing for you. But it's not, it's not a one way thing. Again, anybody Oh, any woman can suck a dick or ride a dick like just pussy is pussy. Just at, at some point, you're gonna have to get to the to the point that, you know, a lot of these men. Well, I don't even know. That's probably a reach. Some of these men, especially the good ones you're looking for, they aren't all too impressed just on pussy. Cause you can get that anywhere. Damn, you can pay for it. Like, I'm gonna need something more. So you just being present, you just being here. It's not enough. It's not enough. But the, the other woman was like, well, you know, when I said my daughter was having a, a sleepover, my boss bought pizza for them. So what? So what? And then the other chick came back and was like, well, if you would have paid for it, she wouldn't have been looking to him. <laughs> Point proven. Point proven. This is how I value and rate and rank you. So, and then if I don't consider you or, or rank you as high, and then someone comes and just simply offers me a pizza. And she thinks that that was like the worst thing that ever happened to her. She, she's acting like he came in three seconds. Like she was repulsed. <laughs> like, how dare you not pay for my daughter's food? While we go on our first date, first date. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. And just some women are destined to be single. Well, I, okay. That, that was a hot take. All right. That was a hot take. That mindset, that mindset there will destine you to be single. I will say that. Cause that that was stupid. That was stupid. That was stupid. You want to know what else is stupid? Check this out. Men and women can never be friends. Guys, you got to understand that women want attention. Men want sex. If you try to go the backdoor route and say, oh, let's just be friends. She's automatically going to lose respect for you because she's going to know that she can use you for free attention. And what does that do? Dries up the you know what? She's not going to want to deal with you. So instead of being an idiot, you tell her, no, I don't have platonic female friends. At least then she's going to respect you. Let me tell you guys something for all the girls out there that are mad. Oh, you're a misogynist. Let me tell you this. You got guy friends? Text them right now at 2 a.m. and tell them, hey, I'm horny. Let's see what happens. Okay. So this was from the Fresh and Fit. I said that so country. Yeah, I'm, I'm a North Carolina boy. <laughs> that was from the Fresh and Fit podcast. Uh, shout out to them. Check them out. Um, he attempts. Well, here, here's my problem with that take and why I think he's stupid. Um, he generalizes that all men are looking for this and all women are looking for that. All men want sex. 
all women want attention. Which is true. In, in a general sense. But understanding there's a spectrum and people are in different positions on the spectrum. And honestly, honestly, a more mature man don't care about your damn pussy. Sex, pussy is pussy. Like, okay, if this one can ride a dick better than you, okay. I'm assuming y'all can at least learn. It's a skill. It's a craft. I get it. But for the most part, uh, what they consider high value men, I'm caring about your damn pussy or your money. Because the way y'all have flooded the market with it, it's just not that appealing anymore. Pussy is pussy. Even in my come up days, it is not to act like I'm rich or anything now, but uh, I'm I'm very 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 middle class with a few streams of income, but that's nonetheless. Um, and it comes on the other side when you speaking of women, they don't care about damn attention because you understand that it it takes a lot more than that to have a successful partnership, a successful companion. It takes more than that. Now, of course, a man being in his role, a woman being in her role, and understanding that, yes, there are elements to this idea, to this fundamental rule, per se. There are some elements in it that is true. But to pretend or to act like that's the only thing, then that's when things become outrageous. Like the lady that you just saw who you know, thought it was just blasphemous that a man she was taking out on the first date or a man who was taking her out on the first date wouldn't buy her child McDonald's. Uh, and she felt like, yeah, he was completely responsible for doing that. Like, it was his job to do that. Like, no. It's the same way with this dude on the other side who act like, nah, don't be friends with girls because, you know, they won't respect you and, um, you know, just as if you cannot have female friends. And I find that to be absolutely stupid. <laughs> absolutely stupid. Because I'm not friends with the female friends that I have because I want to fuck them. They're not friends with me because they want me to protect or, uh, you know, provide for them. So if they text me at two o'clock in the morning saying they're horny, I'm going to be like, what the fuck? Then you better handle that out. Go flick that bean or call whoever you call to handle that. Like, the insinuation is if you have a female friend and they text you at two o'clock in the morning that you're horny, then you want to, ah, shit, let me, let me go see, you know, what's going on. And then I, right, it's a booty call. And I was like, I think you are really, really underestimating the value of friends and what friendship actually means, especially if it is platonic, like a non-sexual friendship. Like that's just crazy. There, there's, there are about four females that I consider very, very, very close friends that, I've, that we've been friends for years and not once have there been, you know, any type of sexual energy or, you know, anything of that nature to the point to where they are good friends with my wife. Like, it's, it's that dynamic. So it's like, 
So I find that to be stupid. And I find that to be, well, honestly, he tried to play it off as if it wasn't misogynistic, but it was misogynistic. Because that just plays into the role and this movement of red pill. Uh, and red pill is basically the uh, antithesis of feminism. Uh, even so much, they started their own movement called Men Going Their Own Way or MG Toe, <laughs> um, which is hilarious. It's, anyway, as much as I uh, I know I caught a little bit, a little bit of flack with my take on feminism, but some of y'all agree. Um, and it's not necessarily to say that I was right or wrong, but that's what happened. The feminist movement has been co-opted. Um, to where now there is a an ideology to eliminate the man altogether. Um, even so much as the Black Lives Matter organization to where they want to basically take the father out the home. <laughs> so, uh, but what do I know? Um, but yeah, but when it comes to this dude, it's not that simple. It's not that simplistic. Um, and people... I would like to think that people who even watch or listen to me are, are are intelligent, intelligent people to to know that, you know, <laughs> things aren't as simple as people try to make them out to be, especially when it comes to to relationships and the dynamics of it. Um, there's always some complexity, uh, some reason here, some backstory there that causes people to act and behave and think the way that they think. That's, that goes back to my little interest in sociology. So it was like, yeah, even though I may understand why you are the way you are and what you have gone through in your life for you to think in a manner of, of this, that, and a third, uh, it doesn't mean that I have to accept or accommodate that ideology, if that makes sense. So in these instances of the woman crying in the car because her man wasn't giving her no, no dick, like literally crying in the car. I find that crazy. That is crazy, bro. Uh, and to the woman who's like, I expect you to be responsible for my child, even though you really don't know me or my child. Well, I don't even know you for that regard, but this is a trial run of how well you can take care of me. That's how I value you. And the only reward I can give you is my presence and my pussy. No, that's stupid on the other end of the spectrum. And to the guy who feels like, you know, in order for you to be respected as a man, don't have female friends because they will lose respect for you and they won't fuck you. <laughs> like what? Women won't fuck you if you're friends with them. So now I can see other perspectives. Like, well, if if you are interested in a woman and she friend zones you, see now I can understand that. You know, like, well, I, I'm I'm if I can't be with you in a relationship wise or get to know you on that level, then I'll just be your friend and I'll just wait for my shot. Then, okay, then I can see that. And maybe that's where he's coming from. But on, on the surface level of it, nah, you, you sound stupid. Am I what you think? So, <laughs> I right, y'all. So, you know what? Uh, let me once again just thank you guys just for checking me out. Just for rocking with me. Um, we're going to go ahead and, and drop this here. If, if y'all have any comments, questions, suggestions, anything... Uh, drop a comment on the video if you're watching the video uh, drop a like because that really helps us out uh, as far as building a channel building a community and or if there's something a little bit more personal or there's just 
uh, you just feel more comfortable, hit me up directly. Talkmycredo at gmail.com. Hit me up with an email about whatever. We can talk about it. If you want it to be discussed on the show, just let me know. And I'm going to go ahead and throw that little fissure, that bait out into the universe. Yes. If you are a female um, and you would like to talk some shit with me for a while, I probably need to phrase that a little bit better. But you know what I'm saying. I'm looking for a co-host. Someone, I'll, I'll deal with that later. But I'm just throwing it in the universe now. <laughs> uh, but yeah, thank you all once again. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Shout out to everyone that's been supporting us so far. The the support has been absolutely crazy. Uh, not like blowing up, you're going to be famous type of thing, but just it's been humbling to to see that you know you guys are listening. It, it's very, very, very much appreciated. So thank you guys so much. Uh, be sure to like, comment, subscribe, and all that good stuff. And until next time. We're going to keep rocking. We're going to keep stumbling forward. Do the same. Seize the day. Whatever you're passionate about, stumble forward. I'll see you guys soon. Peace.